Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. And today we have Freedom Rodriguez with us. Woohoo! Let's hear all of his stories and let's start now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Welcome to the Education Equals Hope Hopecast. I'm Cameron Graham Vivanco. And I'm Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I'm the co-founder of Education Equals Hope and the director for the program here in Ecuador. And I'm the director of Teams and Training. Equals H exists to provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. And the hope of this podcast is to keep you informed, our supporters and dear listeners, about all the ministry that's happening here in Ecuador. We could never be able to do this without you. So <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> and we just really needed to mix it up for this episode. Well, I mean, it's all true except for the personal pronouns. And today we have Freedom Rodriguez with us. Hi, Freedom. Hello. Thanks for being with us. We're really excited. As we were saying in the previous episode, uh, Freedom and Nancy Rodriguez have come to be part of Equal Sage Permanent Staff, and they have an amazing calling for um, doing arts and applying it to education and to uh, spiritual aspects. And we are so, so, so thankful that we are able to be part of all those things. Um, and we want to hear your story and how God brought you here, but most importantly, how... Um, for me, the greatest example that I can hear from your guys' stories of people that can be committed to the mission, that want to live it out, and want to do everything that they can. And God uses everything that he has given you in order to put it um, onto his service and the service of his kingdom. So please start telling us a little bit about you and your story. Wow, how early do you want me to start? Um, but I, I do have a... No, I do have when a... When and where were you born? I do have a starting point. Um <laughs> kind of a life-changing story, actually. Uh -huh. I was, I think, seventh or eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up in a really poor, rough neighborhood in New York City, Lower East Side, Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And I was uh, at school one day, and there was a substitute teacher. And, you know, I was already at this point very into arts and mm -hmm. drawing comic books and things like that. And this substitute teacher, you know, I wasn't paying attention in class. Mm -hmm. And besides, he's a substitute teacher, right? I'm not going to give him the respect, you know, he probably <laughs> needs. But um, I was just, uh, you know, kind of a wild bad boy at the time. And I wasn't paying attention in class. And um, he came the second day. And I'm thinking, this guy doesn't want to leave, right? But uh, he stopped me. He stopped me at the end of the class uh, to, to ask me a question. He said, you know, I saw you... Uh, with drawing, are you, do you love art? Do you like to do these things? And I was like, this is all I can do. This is what I'm good at. Mm. And uh, this is only the second time I've ever seen him. And he said, I had something. For, I have something for you. It was a, it was a gift. He, he had given me a portfolio of art supplies, wow. mm -hmm. color pencils, markers, pens. Oh, wow. Everything was in this box. And he was a complete stranger to me. Huh. Um, but I was just in shock and because no one had ever been that kind to me in that way mm -hmm. as a stranger, especially as a stranger. And that was a, a transformation for me because uh, I saw kindness. I saw this generosity that I've never seen before. Mm. And it was, it was specifically for me. Mm. And he had said, I believe in you. Mm. You can go 
many pla- to many places, and you can go really far with this talent. Um, and even those words stuck wow. are in, still in me to this uh-huh. day. Uh, I don't even know. It's Mr. Hans. It was his last name, but I don't know. You know if he's even around. Even but, wow, that was a life changing moment for me. Hmm. That's where it really started because I felt empowered and I felt like I was enabled to, to do something or go some you know, places that I didn't think I could go. Was, um, was that, is that the kind of the, the starting point of the Goya boxes that Nancy was talking about last episode? No, I don't, I don't think that was a starting point. It would to, really, that story is about a young boy who grew up in, in poverty and feeling like he really couldn't get anywhere in life Mm. and knew that most of the other young boys around him or kids around him were either going to jail or getting someone pregnant early Mm -hmm. in their teens or dropping out of high school. Um, And I thought maybe this is my story too. Mm -hmm. But this one man within two days giving me a gift and empowering me and telling me I can go farther Mm -hmm. than I think. I can go, you know, I can do great things was uh, inspiring to me. Praise God. Wow. I didn't know that story. (laughs) Wow. Me neither. (laughs) So, um, so you took it from there and uh, you did lots of art education in different places. Mm -hmm. If I'm remembering correctly, just walk us through real briefly the places and and the things you've done that has landed you here in Ecuador. Gosh, that's... (laughs) Well, let me mention that I worked at a boys club okay. in New York City as well. Um, I was about 20, 19 or 20. And I was literally teaching, teaching art, but working with the kids mm-hmm. that were like me at that age in that same neighborhood yeah. that I grew up in. And it was very rough. And these kids came in with a lot of angst and a lot of energy and a- anger even sometimes. And, and I had the opportunity and the privilege to... to Calm them down to sit, you know, sit them down, put them into this creative environment and this process where they're able to think um, for themselves, but work through some of the problems in a very peaceful, creative mm-hmm. manner instead of physically or with a lot of frustration and, and angst. And that's, yeah. that's, I was really working with kids that were like me. Uh-huh. And that was also another moment where I felt um, very encouraged to pursue career, if you will, in helping young people out of their, uh, either out of not just their poverty, but also their, the way they thought about mm-hmm. themselves, like their self-identity. Their, mm-hmm. their poverty of being, if you poverty will. Poverty of being, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was through the creative process that I was able to do that. Mm-hmm. I felt it most natural because I was an artist, mm-hmm. and that's how I got out of my um, internal struggles, mm-hmm. and I deal with my internal struggles still through creative activities. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then I know you went to um, to art college, and I believe that's where you met your beautiful wife. Mm-hmm. And you guys kind of did the back and forth. New York, I think it's hilarious at New York and Florida <laughs> <laughs> play so many times, and Arkansas and Atlanta. But um, I know you have a really special story about uh, your particular gifts and talents and Africa. Will you tell us that one? So ever since I was a young boy, I dreams of Africa. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it began looking through National Geographic magazines and seeing all these cultures and people groups around the world, but Africa always stood out to me. Um, my personal background is my, my 
grandfather, my great-grandfather, they're descendants from Africa. They were mm-hmm. dark, very dark-skinned. They lived in Puerto Rico, but they're very dark-skinned. Uh-huh. Um, and through those stories, I was always intrigued by, you know, our history or our story of coming from the East. Uh-huh. Right? So when I had this opportunity to go to Uganda for the first time, I was like on it and mm-hmm. I wanted to go so bad. And when I arrived, it was... I don't know how else to put it, but I felt like I was returning home. I mm-hmm. felt like I was going to a very comfortable place, even though I was obviously very different and I mm-hmm. stood out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I felt very natural, very um, at home with the people there. Um, and I just experienced just amazing, wonderful things with people that I would have never met. I didn't have that opportunity to, to travel abroad and mm-hmm. to, to meet people with different uh, language and culture and lifestyle and and I just fell in love mm-hmm. well t- the, the, the painting <laughs> part the books and yes all that. right so well my first experience with Uganda was well let me first say this when I was there I was uh, we stayed at an actual orphanage inside the orphanage mm-hmm. these little huts that we stayed in and the team that I was with wanted to do a certain project that I I did want to go with them, but I just felt compelled to stay at the orphanage. It wasn't, uh, a custom, it wasn't custom to do that, but I had asked for permission to stay at the orphanage because I didn't want to travel. And I was sitting at a table with um, about 12 young boys. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask them this really you know, itching question that was just bothering me. I wanted to ask them, what do they want to be? What mm-hmm. do they want to do? And in my mind, I thought, you know, they're orphans. Like, I just didn't know the mind of an orphan or someone who was less privileged than I was. Mm -hmm. So I just said, what do you want to do when you get older, Mm -hmm. right? And each of them took turn and said these great positions in life, like lawyer, doctor, teacher. Um, Someone said president, but I, I, I don't know how serious they were. But, I mean, they were saying these really great things, and I took them seriously and heart and but what I was struggling with was how mm-hmm. how will mm-hmm. they do that so that was just this impression that they made in my heart um, so when I came back to the states I had this experience I had all these um, these visuals in my head of the people the, you know the faces um, and I, I just wanted to do something creative with that mm-hmm. memory and that experience and so the story goes I walked into a library and yeah. saw these free books, but these books that were free, they were just torn up and just, just discarded. They would look like they were just thrown in the trash, but they were they had they a They were sign. all hard copy books, but old. Hardbound, like vintage-looking books uh-huh. with stains and rips, and they even smelled like old mildew. Yeah. Right? Like they had that old library smell, right? Uh-huh. And I love free stuff, right? So I, I kind of <laughs> dug through the books, and I was like, I started seeing the faces of these kids on the cover of these books. And mm-hmm. the whole idea and the truth that these children have stories mm-hmm. worth reading and knowing about mm-hmm. and telling about felt it was like really deeply falling on my heart. Like I was really wanting to get mm-hmm. that story out. And so I took these books home, and I painted. Uh, the, I had pictures of these these kids. Mm-hmm. And so I used these pictures as reference to paint the, the faces uh-huh. on these books. And the, the collection of the book, there was a hundred portraits. Yeah. So I took a hundred books from this, this library, represented 
that these children have stories worth sharing. Mm-hmm. And they deserve their own book, even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this was my way as an artist to, to say that. Mm-hmm. Well, then someone took all of your um, all of those portraits mm-hmm. and they made a book out of your 100 books. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of the first things that I got to know about Nancy and Freedom is that y'all shared that book. And just the, the joy and the light expressed in these faces. Freedom is one of those portrait painters that you're not sure if you're looking at a photograph or a mm-hmm. painting. Like mm-hmm. it's really hard to tell um, all of the detail that you have the ability to put in there. And that was just so exciting to know that that sort of gift and talent is what God has just brought in the door for Equals H and what you guys are able to do for Equals H students, that they also have a story to tell and their lives are worth telling that story, regardless of the circumstances that they grew up in or that they find themselves in daily. With the team that's on the ground right now, we're mm-hmm. continuing to go over you know, poverty orientation. Like, yes, there's physical poverty of a lack of things and food, housing, but that emotional poverty and just to know that art has the ability to reach into our souls and help heal those voids, um, it's just so exciting. So whenever any of our listeners come down to Ecuador, we'll make sure that this book of portraits is available for you to see what, what Freedom yeah. has done in that. Um, tell us your version of your call <laughs> to missions in Ecuador and connection to Equals H. I think I can start uh, when we were living in Arkansas. Uh, I, w- I was actually really struggling. We were in a good position in life. We had a, I had a good job. We had a, our first house, I believe. And I believe at that time, all of our children were born and everything was great. Um, I have no idea why I was feeling uncomfortable, Mm. uneasy, unsettled. And I started praying. I was driving home from work and I just really wanted to know why I was feeling unsettled and I needed to not uh, be somewhere else than where I was. And so I was praying and just ask God to reveal to me, tell me what, what is it that he's sending me or calling me to. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely about art, but he wanted me to, to follow, me, follow him into missions. And I just needed to know what that looked like. Mm-hmm. And he, he gave me a phrase in, in my heart. I just, in prayer, which was, um, he was calling me to the fellowship of his suffering. And I just needed to know what that looked like. And I could not get this image of international missions out of my head. Mm -hmm. And so I started sharing this with with Nancy, and we started praying and and just trying to figure out how we can actually get to the place where we are doing full-time missions. Mm -hmm. And I'm a very curious person by nature. I love asking questions, and um, I started doing some research as to what opportunities are out there. And um, Youth World came up. And then I started looking into those ministries and then making... We, we had come to Ecuador several times already because Nancy is from Ecuador. Uh, so when we, while we were here, we made some connections mm-hmm. with people from Youth World, particularly Quito Quest. Mm-hmm. And then we started doing some vision tours and started meeting people from different ministry sites. And we just started to fall in love with the people of mm-hmm. Ecuador mm-hmm. and wanted to bring... We had already been doing uh, art ministry, but wanted to see how that looked in an international, like, Ecuadorian setting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Awesome. So you guys made that jump and uh, came in September and got settled and thank God walked into that restaurant on that Sunday morning. So I could be like, oh, I oh, that's know right. you, your freedom. That's right. <laughs> oh, shout out to... We were going to meet eventually, but yes, that was that was pretty cool. That was a lot of fun. Um, and, and your heart and vision, as Nancy shared in the last episode, of um, connecting with students and using the gifts and abilities that you guys have. Is there a project that you're working on currently that you're most excited about or a dream for the future um, to use your art in, in the equals H world? Currently, I'm drafting concepts for a mural for La Roca. Mm-hmm. La Roca is the skate ministry. Mm-hmm. Correct. It's part of youth world. I've always been, every time we would go there, there's, these, there's a few murals already there, but there's a lot of blank walls there. Uh-huh. Just blank, ready for a mural, right? So an artist <laughs> looking at this like a blank canvas, ready to like splash color on it. And so I spoke to the directors there, and they were excited, knowing that an artist was interested in doing a mural. So I'm I'm concepting something for them that they were they requested uh, something that had a Moses theme because they've been studying mm. Moses and his life and his calling, and I'm currently drafting that. And I'm really excited because these these are young people. Uh, these are these are young people in the skate uh, world and culture that um, many of them don't feel comfortable going to church mm-hmm. um, or having to, you know, having that kind of life t- that they can go to church and feel comfortable and, and accepted. So La Roca is like a church to them. It's mm-hmm. a safe place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel privileged and just very blessed to have that opportunity to do something that is that reminds them of... Th- uh, a character that has also, uh, you know, felt you know, mm. displaced or not knowing where they, where he belongs, mm-hmm. but feeling called by God to do something great, mm. and I want them to feel the same thing. Mm-hmm. As the Eagles H, we've had the privilege of um, supporting some uh, La Roca boys mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. kids and and their education as well. Oh, that's exciting. Um, Anything, anything else we need to know about Nancy and Freedom Rodriguez besides we're so thankful that uh, you dropped out of the clear blue sky and are a part of our <laughs> Equals H team and help design a uh, program for interns and for our teams that come down and pour into the ministry sites um, and the students there. Anything else we should, we should know or that any of your supporters would like to hear <laughs> <laughs> if we get them on the Hopecast or connected? Well, we're just, um, we're, we're, blessed, we're privileged, we're honored um, just to not just have a calling, but be supported to follow that calling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a hard journey to to get here, but also to even try to sometimes even convince people that there is a place for art in mm-hmm. ministry. Mm-hmm. And there are some wonderful and great things that can happen in gospel sharing opportunities even uh, through art. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. We don't see a lot of like full-time artists in ministry. They are, they're out there. There mm-hmm. are a lot of creative people. Everyone I say is creative in, in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, but as artists, uh, we're just privileged to be supported to, that we can work out, work out our craft mm-hmm. to share the go- gospel of Christ with other people. It's, it's a privilege. And I think you have more um, opportunities to do that than you have hours in the day. <laughs> And we know all the opportunities that we keep bringing and then um, all the other things that you guys are 
are part of too. We're so grateful. Thank you, Freedom. Thanks for sharing your story and your call. Thanks for being part of Equals H. Um, if you would like to, dear listener, be a part of what's going on here with art ministry or the micro scholarships or all of the ways that we try to support students in def- desperate and difficult situations, please go to educationwillshope.org, find that donate now button and be a part of this. We can't do it without you. So thank you so much. Thanks for listening in our Hopecast and see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage, www.educationequalshope.org, or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.